Hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 33. I'm your host, pain relief specialist and mind-body expert, Molly Jager. Hi, how are you? Today I want to talk to you about the importance of visualization when it comes to resolving pain issues. Now stick with me because I know this might be a hot button issue and I know for myself it is a personally triggering issue for a number of reasons. First of all, you might, like me, have the experience that visualization does not come easy to you. That in fact, uh, you've tried many times and it just, quote, doesn't work, end quote, right? Uh, So I totally have been there and I wanna offer you today ways around how you might be thinking about it, where you might be getting stuck so that you can actually use visualization as a tool. And why? Why bother? Because visualization is one of your human superpowers. Your ability to imagine, to dream, to fantasize about something in your own mind is incredible. And it forms the basis of our ability to create. And when we're talking about this in terms of pain relief, what you are creating is a new experience, a novel interpretation, and a shift in your perspective. You are creating new neural pathways, literally, in your body, in your system, and in your consciousness you're creating a shift in your perspective. So you might not think of getting out of pain as a creation, but in fact, at the level of your nervous system, at the microscopic biological level, that is what you are doing. Literally, that is what you are building. So we're using this big tool of visualization to affect change on that microscopic level. Okay. Visualization is something that has been found to be effective across every discipline or area of interest where somebody wants to create something new or a change in their life. Whether it's uh, a self-development or a new invention or a new personal record from high-performing athletes to anybody who's wanting to make a change in their life. Now, here's the interesting thing, which is that already you are using this capacity without realizing it and without purpose. Already you have a sense of your reality and of your future, and already you are living into that without conscious awareness of doing it. Now, this happens 
on a couple of different layers. We could talk about it. And I'm going to go a little bit technical for a minute because I find that really useful. And then I'm going to come back out and go broad. But before I do, I want you to know that I'm going to talk about two of the main pitfalls that people fall into when they try to visualize and so why it doesn't work for them because of these pitfalls. And then I'm going to give you some tools about uh, that you can use to help you think about visualization in a new way so that you could actually use it, so that it could work for you, right? Because it, it is really effective. It can be. All right. So back to the technical of how you are visualizing, you're living out your unintended visualization, <laughs> literally, in terms of how your nervous system works. Okay, are you ready for the technical? Here we go, diving in. Your nervous system is, by design, predictive in nature. It's designed to be predictive. This allows you to react much more quickly than if you had to assess and process all the information again in the same way. Instead, your nervous system utilizes all the past information that it's collected through your lived experience. And it uses that as a way to predict what you need to do in the future, in the next given moment. So it's literally using past data to make choices about the future. So this could be something as simple as, well, that hurt yesterday and the day before and the day before. So therefore, by logic, I will expect it to hurt again. So this is your nervous system talking, by the way. <laughs> you might think of it as well, but at the level of your nervous system, it's also inside you going, you know what, this hurt before, so I'm just going to go ahead and signal the pain signal because we know it's going to happen anyway, and we know that this is a potential threat, so here we go. We don't have to think about it. We can do something else. So because your nervous system is designed to function in this way, this is what will happen on default. You experience the same thing you experienced the day before, the day before, and the day before that, and you might think, it's because it's a problem in your body, but when in fact, it's simply your nervous system recreating the past by habit because that's what it's designed to do. So you are literally using the past to visualize the future by default. That's like your default setting. Good to know, right? <laughs> Good to know what our default settings are especially ones like that, that can have such a big effect. So that's just the way that your nervous system and every, the nervous system of every human on the planet is designed. Luckily, every human on the planet also have a, has a nervous system that is designed to be plastic and can change and evolve and learn. And that's where we're headed, right? So I'm going to talk about the hangups or the pitfalls that people often come to when they try to visualize. One really common one is that you have an idea about what visualization should look like. 
And when you don't experience that, it feels like a failure, right? Probably you're thinking that you should be able to visualize something in your mind like a movie or a picture and that you should be able to visualize it in detail, a very minute detail, and that if it's not happening, that it's not successful. Now, that is one aspect of visualization that some people have access to. Some people can do that and some people, there's no problem for them. And if you can do that, holy heck, use it. And use it to visualize yourself doing, executing movement that is currently challenging for you, but without pain in your visualization. You're like, oh, that's easy. In your visualization, in your mind's eye, imagine yourself doing all the things that you find difficult now doing them effortlessly and easily and smoothly and with so much light and joy. And even if you have difficulty with that, if you want to have a go at just doing it like that, go for it. But if you struggle with that and you are already like, don't even tell me to do that because I know it won't work already, then hang in there. I'm going to give you some other options. The other hang-up that people often experience is that the reality that you are trying to visualize is so outside of your current experience, so beyond it, that you can't believe it enough to see it. Yeah? What you want feels so unattainable that visualizing it feels silly. It feels ridiculous and stupid <laughs> and worth worthless, totally not worthwhile. Now, if that's your hangup, then that's something else. So let's talk about both. Number one, the first one, right? That what visualization actually is and what it looks like. So interestingly, I was using this successfully to help people resolve pain for years without even realizing it. So as a practitioner in the Feldenkrais Method, uh, I was helping people to visualize a new uh, version of themselves without realizing just how critical that was in their development. I thought I was helping people to access their uh, biomechanical like their optimal biomechanical state, which, yeah, you could say that's what I was doing, but I didn't realize how much of an impact the visualization factor had on their ability to do that. So this is why the Feldenkrais method itself is so successful where other methods and treatments are not. This is one, not the only, but one reason. Now, if you've followed me on uh, in my Facebook group or anywhere, and you've done one of the movement lessons that I offer, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I highly encourage you to look around on my Facebook page, in my group, or in my YouTube channel to experience one of these movement lessons because it will give you a better idea of what I am talking about. So in these lessons, essentially what we're doing is guiding people's attention to their to themselves in the moment 
to any sensation or aspect of their experience that they can identify. Now, this is really key, and I'm going to walk you through it a little bit so that you can you can get an idea of how it works. But the key is to begin with where you're at, right? To begin with something that you can recognize in the present moment that you can anchor into and move through or take that with you into a visualization. Now, when for me, when I enter into visualization, you have to make it your own, like all of these things. And that requires some invention in yourself. And what allows you to have invention is to be open to whatever kind of experience, however it may unfold for you, that is perhaps different than what you might be looking for or think that you should be doing. So for example, when I visualize, when I when it is effective for me, it comes from a perspective that is from within rather than seeing myself as as if I were on a screen watching myself. That is not so effective for me because there's a dissociation there when I want to embody the experience. So for me, it comes from the perspective of within my own body, which is, hey, the perspective that I'm used to having. (laughs) It's what I recognize already. It's how I identify myself. So when I visualize, it's, it's like as if I'm there in the, in the place, in the moment, in the reality, through the eyes of my body that I recognize, right? Does that make sense? So a lot of visualization is like, see yourself receiving the award. Uh, so you're like looking at yourself on stage, but I've never seen myself like that. I mean, I've seen videos of myself, but what I have felt is the ability to imagine myself in certain scenarios. Um, If you were ever a child that went through imaginative play, right, you have this capacity. And it's really that. Like if you've ever had a fantasy, hello, come on, (laughs) of any kind, okay, like you know how to do this. You have the capacity. You've done it, right? Even if it's something as simple as, fantasizing that all of your neighbors are just so in admiration of your dahlias this year because, wow, what beautiful flowers. What did you do? (laughs) And you're just like, wow, I just did this and I did that. And I was so, isn't it amazing, right? Whatever in your imagination, (laughs) whatever your imagination offers you, we've all been there. We've all done that. We've all had this experience of imagining ourselves in a certain scenario. This is the tool. Now, when you have had that and you think about your experience, how what can you recall of that kind of uh, imagination? What can you recall? Where is it in yourself? How do you imagine things? Do you imagine yourself from the perspective? Do you see yourself in your imagination? Do you feel it more in your body than actually see it? Do you even like find yourself acting it out a little bit? Do you talk to yourself? I mean, 
how do you do it? How does it manifest for you when you find yourself doing it spontaneously? Hmm? Starting to think about that and open up your mind to that will give you an idea as to how it naturally works for you, how you can utilize your natural sort of ability to visualize in your unique way. Okay? Now with everything, I like to consider all of this as an invitation, as a gentle invitation, right? That you don't have to make any of this happen. You just open up your awareness to the possibility of seeing, of perceiving something or of becoming aware of something about yourself. And then you can lean into it as it shows up for you, right? So you don't have to go out and make this happen. It's a offering that you're kind of opening up for yourself. So in terms of pain, what this can look like is going to a place or a moment or a time of day or a situation or a particular movement or trigger and giving yourself the opportunity to visualize a different outcome or a different evolution than what has happened before. So let's say, for example, you get migraines. Then the, the, it's triggered, your pain is trig- triggered like a migraine comes on or you get yourself in a situation that you are afraid a migraine might come on right? What you would want to do is visualize a different response. Imagine a different response. How would your body, how would you like your body, how would you like yourself to respond differently than from the past? Because that's essentially what we're looking for here, right? We're looking to change past experience. We're looking to write a new possibility into our neural networks. So if you're thinking about it in terms of a specific movement, imagine like let's say going for walks is painful. Then you want to imagine yourself walking without pain. So how do you visualize that? Is it from the perspective of being in nature and it just enjoying the view, just enjoying the experience. Yourself being in that place, in that time, in that environment, in a different state with unique thoughts, with a different focus and perspective. And without pain. And without suffering from pain. At what point in the scenario can you enter in your imagination, in your visualization of it and affect a change or attempt to affect a change in your imagination? And in a few moments, I'll, 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 like I said, I will walk you through something that will help you to do this. But this is great because it's taking us right into uh, the challenge of believing of visualizing or imagining something that's hard to believe in, right? Because here we are. (laughs) Here's what you don't want to do. 
what you don't want to do is try and force the issue. Think of it more as something that you can gently lean ever more into, right? That it's not something that you have to make happen that if you can't do it 100% that it isn't working or that it won't work for you, that it's really just an open door. There the door is open. You can see that the door is open. You can approach the door. You might put a toe into the door and you might not be able to just jump right into that new room, but maybe little by little you can kind of test it out, see what it feels like. Can you get ever a tiny bit more comfortable in there? So you're just giving yourself little bits of tastes of this possibility, a little bit of just a little bit of time imagining and you might get a little bit of a, a feeling or a sensation or a whiff that's like, oh yeah, that's it. And then it won't necessarily last. So open up to the reality of this, which is that it is a build your own DIY process. It is not you do it and it works or it doesn't, right? It's a evolution. It's experiential. You learning how to visualize things for yourself and then build it for yourself, that is part of the process. Part of the process is building your visualization on demand muscle. One of the things that's important to do is to allow yourself everything that you experience. So even as you try to visualize what it is that you're wanting and you're experiencing in yourself, like the voice of this isn't working, this isn't working, right? Over and over and over again. Just don't try and shut that voice down. Welcome that voice and say, yeah, I hear you. You're here too. That's fine. We're still going to focus on the visualization in so far as you can. And the more effort that you try to put toward negating any aspect of your reality, the less effort you have to put toward the reality that you want to cultivate. So just welcome every aspect of your experience with open arms. Hey, I see you, my doubting friend. That's fine. You can be here too, right? What will surprise you is what opens up as you go through this process of practicing visualization. Because it is through the act of the practice itself and the intention that new neural pathways start to build and new sensations are born, new uh, awarenesses, recognition of different aspects of the situation or yourself as your awareness grows, that then leads you forward in ways that you cannot now foresee. So as you go into the visualization process, utilize it as a beginning point. So instead of fixating on this idea of an end goal, open up to it. Fixating is part of the pain pattern. 
opening and being open-minded is part of building new neural pathways. So what is the way that you are approaching this whole idea of visualization in the first place? Having an end goal of being easy and free in your body is an open invitation rather than a fixed point in time. You see the difference there. And when you go at it with this perspective of being uh, an open invitation, of the visualization being an open invitation to yourself, then it becomes more like a puzzle to move through rather than a problem to solve or to fix. And as you go through that process, things will open up for you as as you put this question to your mind, as you put this visualization to your mind. And being open also allows you to perceive those little mini incremental shifts in your nervous system. Rather than being so focused on the end goal that you can't perceive because you've got this narrow focus and uh, then therefore being unable to perceive the incremental shifts if it's a broad view where it's an open invitation, then you have space to perceive openings and new shifts as well as uh, ways that it's happening for you, right? So for example, oh, um, I felt free and easy in my body this morning when I woke up. Lean into that feeling. What did that feel like? How was it different for me? Uh, what did I, how was I able to kind of soak that up for myself? How did I get out of bed differently? So giving yourself that different perspective of the broader view with an open invitation helps you to have space to be aware of those kinds of things as they show up in your life, as they, as the changes open up for you. So let me give you a brief example of how this might begin to play out in practice. If you were to take the example of this transition from laying in bed to waking up to getting out of bed, which is a transition that a lot of people struggle with and would like it to be more nice, right? (laughs) If you were to take that transition and imagine for yourself, what would be an ideal scenario? What what kind of... uh, fantasy would you imagine for yourself for this transition? Waking up in bed all the way up to being out of bed and standing. One thing you might find as you imagine is that you have sort of a pat answer. And I want to give your mind a little bit more time to just be creative and kind of free float with this idea what would it what would it be let yourself kind of dive in and swim around a little bit there and once you start kind of opening up your imagination there's another part of you that might come in that's afraid that's worried that's in disbelief and that wants to just cut you off and just be like this is silly and allow that part to be there but not dominate right So that's there off to the side and you can continue to swim in this idea of what you would like 
visualize it, visualize the feeling, imagine the feeling that you want to have in your body. And in this visualization, start to notice what your perspective is. Where are you? Are you looking through the eyes of yourself? Are you looking at yourself? From what angle? And can you feel this from within your body as well? And just start, start to get a sense of what happens naturally. And what would you like to invite into this moment? What would you like to invite into this transition? The first, very first part of your day. And invite that into your whole body. And then start to imagine yourself moving. How would you get out of bed? How would you move? Would you roll? And you can feel yourself in this moment going through these actions in your imagination. And you yourself can do this in the morning, kind of going back and forth between feeling what you do, feeling where you're at, sensing, recognizing, and then playing with your imagination, playing with alternate possibilities. What is something novel that you could do? An act or a movement that would be a little bit out of the norm for you. And little by little, you start to open up and exercise your visualization muscle, your imagination capacity. Yeah? So you can be really simple and practical with it and, and go to the real places and the real moments and triggers and all the things that where you want to experience a difference. Go right there. Experience what you do and then play and play within that with your visualization about what else you could do. Go there. Go right there. When you visualize, you are building new neural pathways. This is the key to resolving pain issues. Visualizing around your pain issues, new possibility. Lean into it. Feel the sensation. Embody it. Feel the feelings, the thoughts, the story, the narrative. Accessorize it. Whatever evolves for you, take it as a gift. It's yours. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, I have some exciting news. I'm going to be launching a brand new course, which means that all of the most effective, powerful, and impactful techniques for genuine pain relief that have been proven by science by research are going to come together in one place. And of course, it will include mind-body awareness so that you know how to embody the change that you want in a way that is gentle, deep, and lasting. So that you develop not just ways to resolve pain, but also more emotional clarity, greater self-awareness, more self-efficacy in your life, and deeper connection with your mind and body and in order for it to be as amazing as it can be 
I want to hear from you because you're the only one who knows your journey and you are your own best expert. You know what you want and I want to hear about what you want. I want to hear about what you think you need and I want to hear about what you would love. So the course will be like a co-creation. And as I hear from you, I will be able to create something that is truly designed for you, all of you. And for those of you who take part in this co-creative process, you will have access first to going through the course with me live in real time where I will be able to further tailor the course to your needs as they come up and in a close, intimate setting. So it's really a wonderful opportunity. And as you go through it, not only will it be more tailored to you, but it will you'll be helping to build something that is gonna go beyond you and benefit so many more people above and beyond just our work together. So it's a really exciting opportunity and I hope you take me up on it. In order to take part, all you have to do is join me on a short interview and here's how you can get access to that. So if you're following me on Facebook, if you're in the group or Instagram, I'll be making announcements there. You can also look out in your email for an announcement. You can also look in the show notes for this episode where I will put a link to email me, to connect with me, and you can reach out there. And I will give you instructions as soon as you reach out as to how we move forward. So mutually beneficial. It's so exciting. I love collaboration. I love working and connecting with people. So let's do it. All right. I look forward to connecting with you and I'll see you soon.